This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You're listening to the Brenton Not On Tour Quarantine Cast. So far, he's taught you about good coffee. Damn, Jimmy, this some serious gourmet shit. Good music. I'm like this, you know, and then that becomes your thing. Music just does that. And the secrets to good travel. Exits. Okay, there's one back here. And there's uh, probably one over by the wing somewhere. Now, thanks to COVID-19, he's here to make sure that you're all good during this time of social distancing and self-isolation. So sit back and enjoy as he broadcasts from any number of exotic locations like Costa del Balconia, La Isla del Garage, Playa del Living Room, and the always magical Puerta Bacchiarda. And don't worry, he's already had the coronavirus and beat it. Still, maybe keep a mask handy. Here's BD. Welcome everybody to another Brenton Not On Tour quarantine edition of the podcast. I'm joined by a very special guest uh, this week, uh, Ben Levitt. Uh, how you doing, sir? I'm doing well, all things considered. Uh, obviously, we're trapped inside, which isn't the best, but all things considered, pretty good. How about yourself? You know what? I'm uh, I'm warm in Vancouver, and I uh, got the ocean and the mountains, so hey, pretty I'm dealing deal. with it. Things yeah, are good. Exactly. Uh, listeners, so Ben, uh, I stumbled across Ben when I was launching my podcast, and I was going through the process like we all do. We go on YouTube and kind of poke around a bit how to launch a podcast, how to do this, how to do that. And this guy's face kept popping up everywhere (laughs) on every single thing that I was seeing. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to check it out and see what it's all about. And Ben has loads of videos. We'll get into all that on his site about various social media stuff. He's a genius and got a great story. And I thought, okay, I'm going to poke around and really honestly followed a lot of the steps that Ben had uh, laid out for a lot of new podcasters and a lot of new people. And in the last episode, I talked to Todd Hancock, who's on the Dean Blundell Network uh, and also has the Toddcast podcast focusing on music and all this stuff. And he launched his coming out of radio and turned it into this great thing. He's got an amazing following and we kind of touched on podcasting and all the rest of it. Now, Ben, uh, I reached out to and was like, Hey, I need a little bit of help with this. And you were gracious and courteous enough in madness. I was traveling around the world. I think I was in the States. I think we talked, I was in St. Louis. I think we talked on the first, the first time or something. And I'm like, yes, what the hell do I do? And uh, Ben was uh, gracious enough to take my call and we've been in touch ever since. And uh, you've been a real big help to me. So I appreciate that. And I thought I would get you on because given what's going on in the world right now, and the fact that everyone's creating content like mad, Yep. Who better than to have somebody on who paid for your college through YouTube? So, yeah. <laughs> so Ben, why don't you give us the notes, the Cole's notes? I don't take it however long you want, but tell everybody yeah. the story of Ben. For sure. Well, first of all, thanks so much for having on. And it's been a pleasure going back and forth. And it's been amazing to see the growth of your show and the many directions that you've taken it. And I can only look forward to what's to come. So that's awesome. For my story in particular, uh, it's kind of a weird one. Uh, I definitely wanted to get into YouTube. I was always a big, big allure to me. Like I thought it was a very cool way to go, largely because 
even from a young age, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I don't, I didn't even know what that word meant, but I knew I wanted to run my own business and build my own things. And I was seeing that so many people were doing this through the vehicle that YouTube provided. So they'd build the following, they'd uh, provide people value, and then they'd allow that to be the foundation to build whatever business that they wanted to do off of that. So I was playing football. That was my life at that point. So I was like, oh, like I'll, I'll eventually start a channel. I'll eventually start a channel. And then injuries caught up to me when I was in university. So I could no longer play football anymore. And when I went to look for videos regarding my injury, I tore my ACL. I went looking through YouTube and there was absolutely nothing on YouTube that pertained to that specific situation dealing with that injury. So I was like, okay, this is fate telling me that I need to start a channel now. So I initially started making videos about my ACL reconstruction wow. and they very, and through <laughs> doing all that, I learned how YouTube functioned and realized that like, I, I love how these things work. I love understanding how social media platforms work, how to build an audience. So my initial start was in probably the most obscure niche possible, which was ACL videos. So obviously that wasn't very long-term or sustainable. So I, I pivoted into more the stuff that I had to learn to make the ACL videos. So then talking about YouTube, Instagram, stuff like that. And then that's where I actually found some traction. And then that brings us to where we are today, where I make videos on podcasting uh, and social media to help people do the same, build a brand and business online. Because it's an art. I mean, I'm discovering the social media side of it is driving me crazy. Uh, <laughs> as I put together this thing and I'm trying to design out stuff and uh, you're not supposed to do things for followers, but I, I get that you're supposed to do things for content. So I'm not in any rush. I'm having some fun with it and I'm putting mm -hmm. it out and it's gradually, it's building. It's got a, a great following now. Thanks to everybody listening right now. Thank you very much. Uh, it's coming along. But to you, like, where was that light bulb for you then that where you went, why is nobody doing this? Like there must've been thousands of videos at that point, but you had to streamline it to get your yeah. niche, correct? So, yeah. So like I said, I started off making very obscure videos and then I transitioned a little into like personal vlogs and like fitness type stuff, things that I definitely had a clear interest in. But I'd say the issue with that was that I wasn't, I wasn't an expert or I wasn't like a nine or a 10 or a 10 within those fields. So naturally I didn't find much success. So then when I started I took the approach of just making videos about anything I was passionate about. And some of those categories were podcasting, social media and things of that nature. And then that's where I found a ton of traction was in educating people on these subjects. And I think why it worked so well is because to me, it came so naturally, whereas so for so many people, it didn't. So I think that was the real opportunity where I was able to talk, like make it sound a lot more simple for people and a lot more easy to understand. Which has to be the way because it's a that world that that youtube world uh to watch and navigate through is there's a billion i mean billions of videos and you were telling me even when i got going on this thing you're like well it's gonna be a it's gonna be a slog through this because it's tough to make money on youtube now and obviously you hit hit it at, at, a, at a great time how long did it take you to pay off college for sure so the good thing about youtube is that there will always be an opportunity because it is difficult. So because you don't make money right away, that instantly will take up, take out the majority of your competition. They simply won't start. So if you have the grit to get through that, you can then start making money. For me, I made money pretty quickly simply because I got lucky where I started making videos that nobody else was making with the ACL video. So that was making me, making it pretty easy for me to reach the monetization threshold with on YouTube. So that's a thousand subscribers and 4,000 watch hours, I believe are the minimum threshold that you have to pass. So I got to that very easily. But when you start to make more money, 
it comes substantially faster because mm. it, it's social media works very much like this. It's a snowball effect. Once you reach a certain plateau or so, sorry, a certain milestone, the next one comes substantially easier. So the easiest way to say it is like your first thousand subscribers will 100% be your most difficult thousand subscribers. Gotcha. And to give a little more context on that, I was at probably about 1,500, maybe 2,000, only like four or five, maybe six months ago. And I'm now at 28,000. So it, it really is once you hit a threshold, it becomes substantially easier, but you only get there by building a more diverse catalog and doing exactly what you said. When you were looking for that topic, my face kept popping up and that mm. was done strategically. So that eventually if someone's looking for these topics, they're going to see me enough times. And anybody who's in marketing knows that the repeat, the, the more times that someone sees a message repeatedly, it sinks in. So by seeing me eventually, likely you're going to subscribe. Well, and th- 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 I think the thing that was great uh, for anyone poking around looking for content ideas or how to make content or how to make a podcast or build your Instagram, there's so many different subjects that you're covering. So would you, w- would you say then that, that you, to, to go about the videos that you're going about and how you're consulting people, you have to be an expert in all these platforms, obviously. What kind of time is that? Because yeah. just my Instagram time weekly, mm-hmm. I'm stalled. No matter yeah. what I do, I'm stalled. And we talked about this before with how difficult it is in Instagram. That's fine. I'm not, uh, listen, it's, I'm putting out content. It's getting out there. People are hearing it. I'm just saying I'm stalled. So what are you, you know, how, how long is it taking you to master these platforms in order to offer the advice to people? Yeah, absolutely. And that's a great question and something that I get asked all the time. And I think no one will ever truly master it because these things change so often, but you do get to certain points where you have a solid grasp and understanding. So when I was in university, like you mentioned earlier, I was in the internship program and anybody who's in business, typically when you get hired as an intern, the first thing they tell you to do is go do social media and they expect you to be an expert, but we never learn this stuff in school. So oh. then it instantly creates this bad circumstance where they wanted an expert. We didn't learn this stuff, but yet we're expected to be that. So after one or two of those experiences where they wanted me to be that, I was like, okay, I'm going to try to become that. So then on my own time, I started researching mm. substantially more externally than I did even in school. Like I would spend more time educating myself on say YouTube and Instagram than I would my own studies because I saw the natural application for that material substantially more than what I was learning in the textbooks because it was so outdated. I knew that the jobs that I was going to get, if I wanted to go that route, they wanted me to do this stuff that we're not even learning. So I put more of my time into learning that stuff. So it was a ton of sunk time into that to get the understanding. And I do maintain it regularly by constantly reading articles, uh, doing trials and errors, uh, running pages for people. So all that stuff just kind of accumulates and I mean, you, it just like anything, you finally reach a threshold where you're like, Hey, like I have a very good understanding of this. And then further concepts just become natural to you because you already have the previous information. What, what are the things that you're finding that um, you have clients that hire you? So, you know, everyone's probably in a rush. I mean, you must take, do you have to lay this out at the beginning of a client meeting where you're like, guys, what are you looking for? Because I can't get you 50,000 subscribers by Wednesday. I can get you 50,000 subscribers in a year, or yeah. maybe they got a specialty product. You know, sometimes it's lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes 100%. it like it hits and it's like, that's it. You've got this. So that must drive you a little crazy. What's your sort of like dealing with that realistic approach to it? Yeah. So there are obviously the one-off exceptions where they will just strike and they'll blow up very quickly. There's usually a lot of backstory that went into that. And typically 
the overnight success was actually like a multi-year or a 10-year overnight success. And then they finally became that. And it seemingly looks like that. So dealing with client expectations in terms of growth on social is something that I run into on a daily basis, speaking with potential clients, because everybody wants those vanity metrics and they don't understand that this is a like a cumulative process where you're constantly adding to your catalog of videos, adding to your content and slowly the trickle down effect happens and word of mouth advertising, it, it'll, it's, it'll be here until the world goes away because people mm. love to talk about solid experiences. So if you can provide those, even if it's to a small group, it eventually grows over time. So in my business, luckily there's, there's two ways that you can handle it. So the paid side is instant. So you can see it directly to uh, like performance metrics because you're paying for that to happen in real time. So for you're paying who, YouTube to market you. So like, or I paying have, Facebook I, or Instagram. Exactly. Or so I don't, I have done none of my of paid stuff on any of my channels. All of that's been organic, but see if a client comes to me and they do have like this intense desire to grow very quickly, you, there are tons of paid options. So the biggest ones that we'll focus on is Facebook advertising to drive customers. And then if you're looking to build an audience, it would be more Instagram and YouTube ads. So if, if they're really keen to like, and they need those numbers, then that's typically the route you're going to start with if they have the budget. And then the organic side, I really try to stress the aspect of brand building. The, the most popular brands that we know in this world, it took years to build. So understanding that and I, it really it comes down to working with the right people. Very often I'll have calls that are discovery calls that don't go anywhere because they don't, they, they're not able to grasp that long-term vision. Well, you know, it's funny because when I called you initially and uh, when I was going, I was going to a baseball game in St. Louis and, yeah, I, was I, remember and, that. and I was chilling and I, I remember I was like, okay, I don't want to bug you because I know you're busy, but I'm, I want to get sort of some info because it was kind of running a bit hot for me. I was coming out of the, ironically, I was coming out of this coffee podcast Yeah, that was actually like, I was having a hard time, not say keeping up to it, but it was like, wow, people are like hammering me and I'm like, I gotta, I gotta ask somebody where I'm going with it. And I, and you laid it out. And I think it was really interesting to me because it's sort of like, well, I'll tell you the straight goods and either you're going to leave me the hell alone or you're going to keep going. And I, I wonder how people are going to maneuver through that because right now Amazon's run out of podcast mics. Yeah. So yeah, I know. everyone's got one. Uh, I was lucky enough. I'm, you know, 30, five weeks in or something like that to mine. So I'm having some fun. There are billions. I don't know what you, you, we, you would know the, the metrics on how many are probably out there in the world, but so many people are going to put out 10 episodes and out so many people, they're going to put out three and go, I have nine listeners. Yeah. Like that's you, what do you, what do you say to somebody that's like trying to launch this thing? And this is, this is what I wanted to kind of touch on over the next couple of episodes is like, now's the perfect time to launch something. But what's Ben say about it? Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. 
Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Well, certainly, so about it. as technology progresses, the barriers to entry become substantially less. And now we've gotten to the point where you can get a solid microphone and everything you need to get started for like under $100. So basically anybody can start a show and with that tons of people are but like you said very very few are going to stick with it so when it comes to starting anything on the internet whether it be instagram youtube or a podcast if you're not going to give it a year of consistency i would say don't even start and i know that sounds pretty blunt but it's the truth the majority of the questions that i field in from like emails and instagram dms with just general questions they're the answer to almost all of them is you're impatient. Like they're like, well, why isn't this working? And I'll go look at their page and they posted five posts or they've posted three podcast episodes. Unless you're Britney Spears, how do you expect your podcast to just blow up tomorrow? Like you don't have that foundation for that audience. So I think the best place to start is figuring out why does your show need to exist? Who are you serving? And why are you the person to serve that? Like, why are you the person to either tell that story, provide that advice, provide that education, figure out what that is. And that will allow you to get gain perspective. And ideally, your show or your page or your channel will be strictly about content that you're very passionate about. And those are the people that are going to find success because when it doesn't feel like work, you won't get nearly as discouraged. Because when I started making videos, I love the process. I love the whole aspect of the social media platforms. So when like 10 people watched my videos, I would still get extremely fired up because I was like, right. that's, it's all perspective, right? That's still 10 random people that clicked on my video and they just listened to me, Joe Blow, talk for 10 minutes straight. Like that, I think perspective is very important. And then having it geared towards your passion so that it doesn't feel like work is important because this stuff takes time. Because like you said, we're competing against millions of other people out there. So it's those that stay that win. And I, and I think that's like anything because, you know, people are like, well, you should, you should focus this on coffee and I don't coffee and this and that. And I'm like, listen, I know I can't do a hundred episodes in a row of coffee. Yes. I can do 10 and then I'm going to take a break and do something else, which is why I've switched it up and gone to music and then travel and life and all these kind of different things. Um, and I'm watching, you know, all these different, you know, I, I get a podcast advertisement on Instagram every eight posts somebody's yeah. posting which is amazing i mean i, I a really good inter, interesting like um thing to do is subscribe to the hashtag podcast yeah you'll see some stuff for sure i do that Be- i'm actually subscribed to that right because then you get like farm animal podcasts you get like tire tire podcast guys talking about tires like you get every single possible thing but they're uh, amongst the billions there is room for everybody and I'm and, sure you would say no, like you wouldn't say no to it. Like if someone's coming to you for their expertise, you're going to be like, hey, I know this and this is what you need to do. And then they're going to decide to do it or not. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah, for sure. And when it comes to shows, like I love that you said that because yes, there are constantly more shows coming to, to podcasting, but it, like the amount of shows is being pretty closely aligned with the increase in listeners. Like podcasting has become very mainstream. So when you think about it, there's still way less podcasts than there are like YouTube channels. So there's still sure. an opportunity to create one. And 
another thing that I love that you mentioned was the fact that like there's opportunities for very niche shows and you can still make a full-time living with a very niche audience because if you're the destination to speak to those people, who, who else are they going to market with? Totally. So say if someone sells, for example, the tires and you have even 4,000 people that are like super into tires, you are the destination for every tire company. You could literally have them bidding to be your, your tire of choice. Do you know how valuable that is? So like, I think people, they, they look to, their, their eyes are too wide. They, they want everything when the biggest opportunities are often within these niches that you can set sure. out for yourself that are aligned with your passions. I'm curious right now with, um, uh, you know, this just happened to me actually before all the, the COVID. I was about to sign a, a bit of a deal for some, um, some promo which was, you know, was going to put some money in the pocket, which is great. Uh, I've had some coffee sponsors, which is awesome. They've given me a great deal of product to give to my guests and things like yep. that. Uh, but we don't know where, where it's going as far as who's spending money on what. Do you think that there's still people spending money on this platform? Okay. Or I would say, but what would be your advice to that scenario where it's like, I'm going to start a podcast. I've got the only uh, mask podcast, you know, I've only got, you know, I'm, I'm creating like masks. masks. And I, yeah. I've got the, uh, and we're talking tapestries and fabrics and I'm the only yeah. one, but how do you hone in on a society and economy right now that has very little money to spend on excess stuff, unless you're, you know, unless you're really offering something unique, there has to be some kind of way for the little guy to make some money out there. Yeah. So I think people are without a doubt spending money on these platforms and the podcast, the money being thrown into podcast advertising and, and YouTube and all that stuff is continuing to grow. I think in terms of what, like how somebody can make money is you have to learn like in anything to position yourself. So understanding, first of all, again, with coming back to why your show needs to exist and who you're speaking to, is you should, if, if you are very passionate about this subject, you should know the players in the game. So figuring out people who are aligned with this shouldn't be too difficult. And there's nothing wrong with you approaching them with an opportunity too. And then when you go to them or, or if vice versa, they come to you, the position, like positioning is very, very important. So when someone comes to me and I talk, like for a YouTube advertisement or a YouTube collaboration deal, it's all about framing your numbers, right? So it's like, you want to position yourself in the way that sounds the most appealing to that person. So for me, it's like a big number that I have that I can throw out there is I have 1.7 million channel views. That sounds incredibly impressive to someone who isn't deeply involved in the YouTube game. So that's a number that may change their value, their view of value towards me. They may mm -hmm. view me then as more valuable. So when it comes to a podcast, I would say if you do have a niche audience, you would harp on that and say that, Yes, this, this audience isn't huge, huge, but unlike the majority of other advertising mechanisms, there's going to be little to no wastage here. Plus, you're getting the endorsement of me, the show host. People, if they come in and listen to your podcast, like people who listen to your show every week, you, you have a very intimate relationship. They, the yeah. hosts oftentimes don't realize this, but if someone's giving you an hour of their time a week, they're going to listen to what you say so much greater than if they were to hear it on the radio, see it on TV, or if it were just to randomly pop up on social media. So that endorsement is very powerful. And simply by being associated with you and the show is not something to be taken lightly. And you should carry that with you when you do speak to companies about brand deals or sponsorships, because that is super valuable. And they're starting to realize that more and more. So they're paying higher premiums to be involved. This full time for you now, Ben? 
It is now, yes. Full-time all the way. Enough clients to sustain. You don't worry about the COVID. You're rocking. You're doing your thing. No, no, this is, this is totally... Uh, this is totally what I do now. And I think for anybody who's like starting to do that, I, I didn't just jump right in. Like I had a full-time job uh, I, to pay off all my school. And then I used all this money to directly pay for school. And I also started the channel, the podcast while I was in school. So with the mechanisms that are in front of us with the internet, social media and whatnot, you can build up your passive income streams. And that would be my advice to anyone is to get started and slowly build up your income streams. So, so now I've got to the point where my passive income more than covers my fixed expenses. So even if I lose all my clients, I'm still okay. And that was only created because of the time that I spent in addition to my school, in addition right. to having a job, to then allow this to take place. How's Ben on wine now? You're not playing football anymore. What are you up to? No. What's your hobbies, man? What are you up to? Um, the, now, well, I, if you're allowed out, I don't know. You know yeah, no, we're not really allowed out too much. <laughs> I, I, um, I, I like to work out. I, I miss, do miss the gym quite a good deal. I hadn't played Xbox for like a year and a half, but with being locked inside, once I figured that this was coming down and the gates were coming down, I went and picked up an Xbox pretty quickly. And then an, old one, playing, an old one or a new one? New one, new one. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I've, I've been playing the, the new Call of Duty. That's pretty pretty intense. But uh, You better be careful. You're gonna, it's going to take over your uh, world. Yeah, so what I, use, <laughs> I use it as like a reward system. So if I complete right. enough work, then I'll go play a few games of Call of Duty and then come back to it. Yeah, that's hilarious. It's, it's a far cry from, I guess, laying out uh, football. Uh, you're, you know, you had a football. Were you on a scholarship for football? So you, uh, in Canada, it, it works a little differently. Um, it, it depends what's, where you are. Like every province is different. So I was on the team. I would have got a scholarship if I had have played long enough. Gotcha. That's, like, that's how they structure it. What school did you go to? I went to the University of Guelph. Ah, oh, well, there we go. Awesome. And yeah. I have some friends in uh, Waterloo in that area. So it's pretty rad. Um, awesome. Yeah, and awesome. I appreciate the time. So let's uh, talk about where people can find you and what are all the things you're up to and all the services that you can provide to people? Because I, I have to tell everybody, Ben is like my go-to guy when I, when I, outside of like emailing him or messaging or anything like that, just I'll just watch Ben's videos randomly to pull some inspiration or whatever, because they're very, very informative. It's what brought uh, me to this, to you. And, and uh, I appreciate you, you know, staying in touch with me through the thing and walking, walking me through um, peeing on the potty here. Cause this was like exactly what it is for me. Uh, but the, uh, what are all the things that you can offer to someone that, yeah. you know, when they're looking for you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think you need to give yourself a little more credit. You've come quite a long way. And uh, well, I've had a lot of help. I got a great network with DeanBlundell.com. We got upwards of 500,000 people a month that just visit there. So we get this great, uh, we get this great flow coming out of there with all the different podcasts that are offered. Um, He's got a great production team. I've got my producer, uh, Mike, is out of Toronto, um, who I had on a couple of weeks ago. He has been really patient with me. So I've had a lot of help. Not everyone's going to get that help. Yeah. But, um, Hey, let's just say you're just starting. What can Ben bring to the table that, that, uh, you, where you could bring some help to somebody? Yeah, for sure. So on my YouTube channel, that's obviously all free content. And what that's going to provide is a ton of advice on podcasting, social media. So Instagram, YouTube growth, and then other online tools. Like I've got to have some future videos on email marketing, essentially all the tools necessary to build a brand and business online. And then on a little more personal side from working with me and my business more on like a strategic level is we do consulting. Uh, we also help people with their organic strategy for 
YouTube, Instagram, and podcasting. And then also the paid traffic as well. So Facebook, Instagram ads, paid acquisition. So it really depends on, on the specific needs of the client, but pretty well, if you're looking to do something on social, we can help you out with that for sure. And then um, I'm also currently working on a few different uh, information products. So some courses, because so oftentimes like it's, I can't serve everyone because they don't have the budget for it. Where if I were to compile it into an easy to consume course, I'd be able to help a lot more people at a far lower price point. So I'm working I'm on seeing that. that uh, I'm seeing that happen a lot. I see Sonny uh, Leonard Doozy out of Vancouver has done something like that. I think Gary did something like the Gary V. Uh, who do you follow online? You might, yeah. do you follow somebody? I mean, I'd like, I'd like to assume you have all the answers, Ben, but uh, <laughs> I'm assuming that that also that you might poke around a little bit yourself. Oh, of course. Yeah. I think the second you think you know everything, you're the dumbest person around because there's always stuff to learn. So I definitely follow a few people within my industry. So Sunny Leonard Ducey, when you mentioned, she's great. Um, Gary Vee is obviously a must follow. He's just, he's a beast for sure. And then beyond that, I, I've, I don't consume a ton of content like I used to. Once I started creating a lot more, I stopped consuming so much largely because if you do consume, you kind of lose your own voice if you gotcha. do too much. And I found myself doing that where I was sounding like someone else because I watched so much of their stuff. So I'd say Sunny, uh, Gary V, and then another person uh, in our niche is Vanessa Lau. She's also from BC and she's got a ton of great stuff too. I was supposed to see Sunny and Gary in Vegas uh, a couple of weeks ago. That would and, have been crazy. Uh, the, COVID, the COVID shut it down. The so that, uh, that was tough to, to do because I was really looking forward to that, especially after coming off of traveling and just being able to unwind for a couple of days and, 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 and take some stuff in. I, um, to your point, you know, I, I don't even really listen to the podcasts once I put them out. That's the interesting part. <laughs> and I will listen to some other podcasts. Yeah. Um, obviously the people in the network, I, I kind of like having my own flow and I sort of like, listening to what I like listening to. Like, I like this, I like how it flows this and I'll, and I'll kind of structure mine based on how I like to, I also like to have good audio, but do you watch, uh, do you watch your stuff back? Do you listen to your stuff back after you put it out? Or are you kind of like, it's out there and on to the next one? Yeah. So one of the big triggers when it comes to social media platforms, so like Instagram and YouTube is early engagement is a key ranking factor for like the future trajectory of that video or of that post. So when I post content on YouTube and Instagram, I, I don't watch the videos over, but I remain on the platform to reply to comments in a quick manner to then get more of an influx of traffic and improve with ranking, improve with exposure. So uh, I, I wouldn't say like I watch my videos through or listen to my podcast through, but I, I'm there to respond to things as quickly as possible because obviously the level of uh, it enhances the level of relationships that you have with your audience. And it also does help from an algorithm perspective too. All right, buddy. Well, I'll let you get out of here. Top three things that someone just starting out absolutely needs to know. Go. For sure. So I think, is this starting out with what? A podcast, Instagram? You what are, they are driving down the street. You just got gas. You go to the grocery store and get groceries and halfway through go, I'm going to start a podcast tomorrow. Okay. Go. Okay. So the first place I would start is to go to my channel, uh, selfishly, I was going to say that because I have a video on there, which is like the begin. I called it the beginner's guide to podcasting. And that was a very candid expression of my failures and mistakes with starting a show. So I think that's an exceptional place to start. That video is a little old, but still relevant. I think it's about a year and a half ago. I made that. I am working on an updated version that'll be coming out very soon. 
And then I would say the next thing that you want to do is go figure out what exactly that show is. If you had this aha moment while you were grocery shopping, I hope you know exactly like what you're trying to talk about. If you do, that's awesome. If not, then that's the next place you want to go. And then I would say that a decent audio quality is very, very important. It doesn't need to be the best of the best. You don't need to be spending thousands of dollars on a microphone. But I would say the quality enhancement that comes from a microphone like this, which is like 60 or $70, is well worth the investment than just recording it on your phone. A lot of people try to do this because it is very convenient. That was the first one for me, the first episode for me. And then I was like just messing around. But uh, after that, it it, it went somewhere. Exactly. So like if if you're not sure that you're going to start, then absolutely start with what you have. But if you're serious about it, the $60, $70 investment is substantially worth it. And then from that, I would say the next thing is you need to remain consistent and continue to improve and innovate with each and every episode. Awesome. Where can everybody find you online, sir? For sure. Well, first of all, thanks so much for having me on. It's a pleasure and an honor too. It's awesome to be on the show. And then for finding me, you can find me on Instagram at Ben Levitt underscore. And then on YouTube, it's just my name, Ben. Last name is Levitt, L-E-A-V-I-T-T. Well, I really appreciate you making the time today, man. I know it's a busy one for you. I know you must be jammed up. Um, You've certainly been a huge help to me. I appreciate that. Everyone, please listen to me. Ben has been a huge help to me getting this thing up and running. If you have an idea, go check out Ben's stuff on YouTube. It's great. It's uh, fast. It, it, you know, he's got it moving really, really fast. Uh, so you're not going to be stuck in some two-hour <laughs> vortex. No. He, he hits and runs. It's really informative. Don't be afraid to start content. Get going on content. Do whatever you do. There's no, there's no wrong content. Uh, just go and do your For thing. Sure. But go to Ben's stuff first. He'll show you how to get there. Uh, and if you can prime away from his new Xbox, he might even respond <laughs> to you if you had a, a few questions. But yeah. I really appreciate it, buddy. I really appreciate the time. You know, Of course, of course. Yeah, if, if anybody does want to connect with me, uh, either send an email. I'm always quick to reply. And then Instagram DM as well. I try to get back to everyone as soon as I can there as well. Amazing. Uh, that's it for the quarantine cast for this week. Uh, I appreciate the time. Uh, you can find it as always at, uh, brentsonontour.com as well as, uh, the YouTube channel, Brenton on tour. This will be up, uh, I believe in about a week or so. DeanBlundell.com is where you can find everybody over there. And again, Ben, appreciate the time, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much. Stay safe out there. Okay, buddy. Until next time. Thanks. Cheers. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. 
Politics. I'm your eager beaver. And I'm Mr. Grizzly. If you love politics or hate politics, then have we, we the perfect, perfect podcast for you. The True North Eager Beaver. Incisive political commentary. We keep you up to date and give you the political and media literacy you seek. To help you cut through the bovine fecal matter. Facts first. Sound analysis. Sometimes I growl. Sometimes I sass. We impart civics and build community. And we share some laughs along the way. Being informed and engaged has never been more fabulous or sexy. Catch us on, on the Dean Blundell Network or on our YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcasts. Because, because democracy, democracy is, is something, something you do. do.